scripture I'm going to read this morning is in First uh, Chronicles chapter 16, verse 23, 24, and 25, and 29. It says, Sing to the Lord, all the earth, proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all the people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in his beauty and holiness. I just want to thank God for this day. You know, today is the day that we can worship and praise our Lord. He is worthy. Let's go ahead and pray this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. Lord God, we just ask you to guide and direct us today, Lord God. Lord, speak to our hearts, I pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen.
us today as we are live streaming live from Redemption Place of Allegan here at 1900 Lincoln Road, uh, employee North Church of God. Uh, we again uh, love you and we are so glad that you are a part of what God is doing here. Praise the Lord. If you are watching us via home right now, via your sofa or uh, table, can you just right now, I want to take a moment, we're going to pray together. Uh, and can you just right now bow your head, close your eyes, and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Lord God, that you are with us. No matter what happens or what goes on, you are with us. No matter where we are, you are with us. And so, Father God, right now we thank you for your presence in each and every home, in each and every living room. We thank you for your divine presence. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. God bless you as you uh, are getting yourself situated here today. Praise the Lord. Um, today, I am uh, getting ready um, to get into the Word of God. Just real quick, if you do want to give your tithes and offerings, uh, we are so um, grateful for each and every single one of you who is giving uh, to the church and has been faithful in your giving to the church, even throughout this uh, season. Um, Many of you may have even received your stimulus checks. Uh, if you have, um, you know, and, and you want to give uh, from your stimulus check and you want to help give a little bit to the church uh, from that, we encourage that, we uh, thank you for that. Uh, we have many ways in which you can give. Uh, you can give, uh, if you want to just send a check uh, to the church, you can do so by mailing it to PO Box 143, uh, Hamilton, Michigan. Uh, that's Hamilton, Michigan, and that's 49419. Uh, or you can also give online. Uh, if you want to go to pastorstrom.com, there's an online button, online giving button right there. And you can just click on that link and you can give online. Also, on our church Facebook page, uh, there is a link, uh, a post there that you can click on and it'll go right to the website and you can give online as well. Very quick, very easy, very efficient. Um, so we uh, recommend you to do that. Uh, if you want to give some other way, just give the church a call and we'd be happy to assist you um, in that process. God bless you. We love you. We appreciate your faithfulness in giving. I'm going to get right into the Word of God though today. And we are going to uh, begin to study the Word of God together. And I want to begin with Exodus chapter number 3. And uh, I want to talk to us this morning uh, a little bit about expectations. Expectations. And I'm going to get into a story here that I'm sure many of us, if not most of us, are not. Or at least have heard before. Whether you've heard it from Sunday school class. Uh, when you were going to Sunday school, maybe you heard some other uh, pastor preach on this same story. Uh, or whether you watched it from the old Disney movie called The Prince of Egypt. 
However, you might have heard the stories, I'm sure almost everyone watching has heard of this story. And this is where a man named Moses met with God at a fiery bush. A bush that was on fire, but was not being consumed by the fire. It was where Moses had a conversation with God. And again, I'm sure most of us know this word, but I want to read it anyways. And it's found in Exodus chapter number 3, beginning with verse number 1. And it says, and this is from the King James Version, it says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Thank you. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us today. Lord, I ask that no matter where we are, you will bring this message alive to each one. That Lord, today, we will become filled with expectation as we receive your message to your body, to our believers both globally, regionally, digitally, or local. Father God, bring your message alive to each of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The story is a very popular one. The story is one, again, that movies have been made out. Here comes Moses. And he sees a bush on fire. And God speaks to him out of the bush. A burning bush. But yet a bush that is not being destroyed by the fire. It's just still a whole perfectly good bush. What an amazing sight to behold. What an amazing story. And this, of course, is the beginning of a whole long story that we call the Exodus. And it is the beginning of something wonderful. Something miraculous. Something historical. Something that historians and archaeologists and everything have been and declare as facts. It is a fact that
the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt. It is a fact, historically proven, archaeologically proven, that they were left, that they left Egypt and made their way through the desert, eventually finding the area of Israel and Palestine today. And so all of this is truth. What a wonderful story. And the story begins, at least when we pick up at it from, we find Moses has already left his home where he grew up. He, of course, grew up in the home of Pharaoh. A life of luxury. But we find him here going to the backside of the desert. Moses grew up in a life of expectations, a lot of expectations. Moses, no doubt, had expectations of behavior placed on him. After all, he was the prince of Egypt. He was raised in the Pharaoh's household. There was no doubt expectations of proper behavior placed on him, even from a young child. You want to be the prince of Egypt? You want to live in Pharaoh's house? There's going to be expectations of behavior placed on you. You won't be able to act any way you want to. You're going to have to act and behave in a certain way. I'm sure, no doubt, there's expectations of family. Family expectations. You're not part of Pharaoh's house. So you have to do what is right for the family. You have to say what is dignified and correct for the family. I'm sure there were expectations of his position. As a prince of Egypt, you have to do certain things in certain ways. You can't just do whatever you want, whenever you want to, however you want to. There's expectations of your position. A prince cannot do whatever he desires. There's expectations. And so he grew up with all these expectations placed on him. But now, in Exodus chapter 3, we find Moses on the backside of the desert. We find Moses now in a place in his life with almost no expectations. All the expectations of the kingship, all the expectations of the courtship, all the expectations of royalty, all the expectations of behavior and family and position have now been stripped away. And here he is at the backside of the desert with almost zero expectations. In fact, when it says that he was leading the flock, to the backside of the desert, one could almost wonder if he was on purpose trying to go to the backside of the desert. Maybe he didn't want to deal with people anymore. Maybe he didn't 
want to deal with life anymore. Maybe he didn't want to deal with conflicts and situations and struggles anymore. Whatever it was, he found himself taking the flock of sheep and taking them to the backside of the desert where there was going to be nobody and no other thing about. He could walk where he wanted to walk, go where he wanted to go, lounge around when he wanted to lounge around, get up and move when he wanted to move. Almost zero expectations placed upon his life. He went from a life of luxury to a life of wandering. He went from a life of leadership to a life of isolation. A life so very different from his past. There are times that being story that wonder that if people from his past would have seen him, if they would have even recognized him. His life, his position, has been so totally and radically changed. And it is in the environment, in this environment, that we find something wonderful happens to Moses. But I have to ask, is this environment of our time and circumstances around us do we, like Moses, sometimes feel a sense of low expectations? Just this past week, I was talking to somebody on the phone. And I heard them say to me, no, Pastor, the days are all blurring together on me. I don't know if today's Tuesday or Thursday anymore. Everything just seems to blur together. We have no work or school obligations, as many have been laid off in this environment. Many have been struggling uh, with, with school, and, and there's no school anymore. Schools have all been shut down. So there's no obligations. You don't have to get up in the morning. You can sleep in. You don't have to go to bed on time. You can stay up. There's no obligations. No expectations. Do you feel like this is space maybe into your life today? Here you are just wandering in this time and in this environment. Just wandering around, not knowing exactly where to go. Maybe you are like, like Moses and you're finding yourself on the backside of some desert somewhere. On the backside of your life, on the back burner someplace. But I don't want you to despair this morning. Because if you feel like you're in a place of no expectations, of no obligations, in a place of just wandering around, not knowing where to go or how to go or even what to do, you don't even know what day it is anymore, that's okay. I came by to let you know today, right here through Facebook Live or whatever other media stream you're listening to me on, I just came to let you know today that God knows exactly where you are and that God is about to show himself to you. He's about to reveal his presence and his power and his glory to you that right now we're you are. You could be in the back side of the desert. You could be in the middle of nowhere. You could be just all up and whatever. But God is about to show himself to you. Get ready. Get ready. There's about to be a surprise with his 
There's about to come a surprise visitation. Something that you were not expecting, something that you were not anticipating, but somehow God is going to reveal himself to you this very week. Because it is in this kind of environment that God wants to call you aside unto himself. Look at what the scripture says. It says that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire, and he looked. And Moses says, I will now turn aside, and I will see this great sight. It was a surprise visitation. He wasn't anticipating to see a bush on fire. He wasn't, he wasn't walking along saying, gee, I wonder when I can see the bush. He didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know what was going to come. He went to the backside of the desert intentionally so that he would not have to talk to nobody. He went to the backside of the desert on purpose so that he wouldn't have to deal with any of the life circumstances that he came from. He wouldn't have to deal with his past. But he is in this environment that God Call him aside. God is still speaking today. Amen. Let me say this to anybody watching me and listening to me on podcast. God is still speaking today. He is not a silent God. He is not a dead God. He is alive and well. And he is still calling his children unto himself. The scripture says, if you draw nigh unto me, saith the Lord, I will draw nigh unto you. If you will simply come unto me, and the Jeremiah 33 3 says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Come unto me. That's why even the book of Revelation it says, come unto me the spirit and the bride says come. The spirit and the bride says come. Come to me, saith the Lord. Come unto me. I'm calling you to myself. God wants us to turn aside from what we're doing, from what we're seeing, from what we're experiencing, and come unto himself. God wants us to turn aside from everything that's going on in the world around us and draw unto himself. You see, that word to turn aside literally means to stop everything you were doing. To stop everything. So when Moses, when the scripture says that Moses said to himself, I'm going to turn aside. Moses was literally saying, I'm going to stop everything I am doing, I was doing, I was about to do. I'm going to stop everything and go to do something different. I'm going to turn aside. Isn't it amazing, saints? How quickly we can turn aside from everything that we were doing. I mean, it's just a matter of a couple months. Everything that this whole entire country and this whole entire globe of nations was doing had been stopped. In just a couple months, 
Can you just imagine a couple of years? Isn't it amazing how fast we can be how fast we can be forced to stop everything that we were doing? It took just one executive action for virtually all the churches across the country to completely shut down their doors and cancer services. We have been forced into a new normal. And whether this is from God or not, it has caused the church and his people to turn aside from what we were doing. What we had been doing had only worked for a time. But you see, listen to this. God cannot come back. I'm preaching this scripture this morning. God cannot come back. He cannot return until his gospel has been preached to every single nation. Matthew 24, verse 14 says that. It says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. You see, what we have been doing has worked for a time. We've been having church, and church has worked for a time. We've been doing services, and services have worked for a time. But now we have been forced into a new normal. We have been forced into a new way of doing things. I'm still not used to live streaming. I'm still not used to podcasting. I'm still not used to preaching into an empty church and into a video camera. But I came out and let you know this morning, I'm ready to do whatever God wants me to do. I'm ready to preach however God wants me to preach until every single nation and every single man, woman, boy, or girl has heard the truth of the kingdom of God at all.
See, Moses stopped and he turned aside in order to see what God was getting ready to do. Can I just say this right now? Revelation 3.22 says this. says, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. God is wanting to talk to you. Let me say that again so everybody on podcast can understand. God is wanting to talk to you. Are you willing to turn aside from all that it was you were doing? Are you willing to turn aside from your normal in order to accept God's new normal? Are you willing to stop what it was? Listen, I'm sick and tired of having church. I'm sick and tired of playing church. I'm sick and tired. Everyone hearing me right now, you're hearing the heart of a pastor. I am sick and tired of just coming into a, a building just to have another worship scene. God is not looking for another worship scene. He's not looking for another worship act. He's not looking for another worship play or worship movie. God is looking for worshipers. See, there's a difference. There's a difference between walking into a worship scene and actually walking into the midst of real worshipers. Men and women who have come for no other purpose than to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Not to see the, not, not to see the play going on on the stage. Not to witness uh, another movie or another act. I'm not here to play a, to play a movie for you. I came here today to deliver the word of God. And that is that God wants to talk. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. But notice, Moses did not just turn aside. It says, Moses turned aside to see. He turned aside for the purpose of seeing. That Hebrew word they're seeing is the Hebrew word ra'ah, which literally means to discern. He turned aside in order to discern what was going on. He turned aside so that he can discern what was happening. I came by to let you know today that God is moving. God, I, I know we're living in a dangerous time. I know we're living in a difficult time. I know we're living in a, in a downtrodden time. But I came by just to remind somebody, hearing me and hearing this video today, that God is still on the floor. God is still alive. And God is still moving. 
God is moving today just as much as he was moving for Moses. God is still moving today just as much as he was moving while his son Jesus was on the earth. God is moving. But are we spiritually sensitive to discern the moving of God? Ephesians 6 verse 12 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, principalities, powers, evil forces in the world today. See, are we willing to understand that there is a spiritual force behind every action? There is a spiritual reality behind the natural reality. The Bible says that he wants to give unto you and I the spirit of discernment so that we can properly discern what is really going on? Or are we too busy? Okay, Lord, help me. I'm going to preach right here. Are we too busy taking the word of national media than to hear what God is saying? Are we too busy? Help me, Holy Ghost. Are we too busy listening to the voices of government leaders? during their press conferences than to sit down, pray, and hear what God is saying. God is speaking. And only those who have spiritual ears to hear will hear what God is saying. But if you're too busy allowing your ears to listen to crap, that's why the passage said crap. If you're too busy allowing your ears to listen to garbage, because guess what they say, garbage in, garbage out. If we're too busy listening to junk and nastiness and inappropriate things, then you will never be able to hear God. But if you want to hear God speak, he is speaking. And he is right now in this environment, in this day, he's right now. The fire of the Holy Spirit is still burning. The fire of the Holy Ghost is still burning. Just as much as that bush was on fire but was not consumed, I came by to let you know the church has not yet been totally consumed by the fire of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still burning. The fire of the Holy Ghost is still moving. And right now, he is moving even in the midst of this environment and he's looking for you and I, the people of God, to turn aside and to see what God is doing. But I want to share with you one thing that I see God is doing. And that is that God is tired of religion. God is tired of religion. God is looking for his church. 
where the church of Jesus Christ arise. Where the church of Jesus Christ stand up. Where the church of Jesus Christ stop what we're doing. Stop all of the fakeness. Stop all of the phoniness. Stop all of the foolishness. Will the church of Jesus Christ awake out of slumber and turn aside to see what God wants in this new normal? What God is looking at doing in this new normal? Psalms 118, verse 24 says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to say that again. This is the day which the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, can you just say that with me? Are everyone listening to me and watching me right now? Say, This is the day which the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. See, I came out and let you know today that each and every single day, each and every single day, you can awake with a sense of renewed purpose and renewed destiny in Christ Jesus. Each and every single day, you can arise from your slumber. You can wake up from your sleep. And realize that God has just blessed you with another brand new opportunity to fulfill the glory and purposes and calling of God upon your life. Yes, you can awake out of your slumber, out of your sleep, and see what God has in store for you. Because this day, God has something wonderful in store for you on this day. You see, Moses, I'm sure when he woke up that day, and he decided to lead his sheep to the backside of the desert. He probably woke up having no expectation. No expectation at all of being talked to by God. Nope, that day was not going to be a day that was going to launch him into his destiny. Nope, that day was not going to be the day that was going to launch him to become the greatest leader this whole entire world has ever seen or recognized. Nope, that day was not going to be the day in which he was going to see a miracle in front of his own very eyes. Nope, that day was not going to be the day. But you know what? God said, this is the day I have made and I am going to do something the likes of which you have never seen before and never experienced before. This day, I have made this day, and I am going to do something supernatural for you this day. Somebody say this day. This day, if you're listening to me, come on, just begin to shut that in your home. This day, today, right now, this very day. I'm not talking about tomorrow. This is the day. That the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. See, joy and gladness can be yours every single day. Pastor, what about all this that's going on around me? Listen, I don't care what's going on around you. This day, you can experience joy and gladness. This day, you're struggling with health. Pastor, I'm sick in body. Great. This day, you can experience joy and death. But pastor, I'm dealing with loss in my life. 
That's okay. Because this day, you can experience joy and gladness. Listen, I'm not here to try to say that we need to uh, be happy about what's going on around us. But I'm here to say to you that you can, no matter what's going on around you, you can still walk in joy and gladness. You can still walk in joy and, and, and happiness. You can still walk with an expectation that God, who has made this day, has already put something in this day that's going to be for you benefit and for your purpose so that he can launch you into the purposes of your life and destiny and calling of God through Christ Jesus. See, Moses woke up that morning with no expectations. But every single day from that moment on, from this day on, Moses woke up with a new expectation. I expect to hear from God. I expect to hear from God. I expect to see God at work. This is the day which the Lord hath made. He made each and every single day just so that you can experience His glory each and every single day. It was a brand new day for him, and it could be a brand new day for you as well. It could be a brand new day for you, but you have to first be ready. Be ready. When God called out to Moses from that bush, he said, Moses, Moses, and look how Moses responded. Moses responded and said, here am. He didn't look and say, who was that? That could have been a typical response. But Moses didn't look and say, who was that? No. He said, here am I. Are you ready for a surprise visitation from God? Are you ready for God to show? Listen, God can all of a sudden show up this day. He can show up at any given time, are you ready for a surprise visitation from God? Because God's wanting to call you aside unto Himself. He wants to pull you aside to Himself right now. Are you ready to stop what you're doing? To stop everything? And draw nigh unto God. See, I don't believe at that moment when Moses said, here am I, I don't believe Moses was ready for the Red Sea. At that moment when he said, here am I, I don't believe he was ready for a national rebellion against his leadership. When he said, here am I, I don't believe he was ready. For all the work of the tabernacle and all that went into it. He wasn't ready for a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. He wasn't ready for that. 
But aren't you glad that God doesn't call the qualified? He qualifies the called. And all it took for Moses to become the great man that he was was simply saying, God, here am I. Here am I. Father took. God, here am I. Are you willing and ready to stop what you're doing? Turn aside and see and respond with here am I. I want to, I want to prophesy over you today. If you want to listen, I want you. For all those who are ready and willing to respond and be ready for that visitation from God, your days of wandering are over. I want to say that again. Your days of wandering in the backside of the desert are over. Your days of wandering, not knowing what your new destiny is, what your new purposes are. Your days of wandering, not understanding what's going to come out of this new normal that we're living in. Your days of wandering and being all confused and being all nervous and being all anxious about what's going to happen and what's going to come and when is the economy going to open? When is the job going to come back? When is this going to be? When is that going to be? Your days of wandering are over. Psalms chapter 1 says this. For the man and woman who stands ready for that visitation from God. He says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the comfort of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Listen to this. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Are you ready to prosper in everything that you do? Are you ready to prosper in every step you take? In every word you say? You can be successful. You can prosper. Right now, in this great moment, this is your day. I want to say it again. This is your day, which God has made. This day, you can arise and be prosperous. This day you can arise and be fruitful. I'm, I'm, I'm calling out right now to everyone listening to me. If you are ready to stand up and awake into your day of destiny. If you're ready to stand up and awake into your day uh, of being called by God. And moving forward with God. If you're ready to awake to a new calling, a new destiny, a new purpose. I'm calling, I'm prophesying over your life right now. Fruitfulness 
is going to be yours. I'm, I'm, I'm pruning right now in the spirit every single dead branch in your life. I am pruning right now every in the spiritual realm. Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke every dead branch. And we cut it off in the name of Jesus. We rebuke, we cast off every single branch that is not bearing forth fruit in our lives. Father God, we cast it off and we throw it into the fire right now, this very day. For Lord, this day, this day, I refuse to keep walking in the same direction I have always walked in. This day, I refuse to keep going in the same path I've always gone in before. This day, I refuse to keep just having church and having the same old kind of relationship I had with you in the past. Lord, this day, I'm renewing my relationship with you. This day, I'm turning aside from where I used to walk, from how I used to be, from where I used to go with you. Lord, I'm, 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 I'm walking away from that. I'm turning aside, and I'm having a new relationship with you. This day, the Lord, this is the day you have made for my life, that I might be called the fruitfulness of the Lord, that I might be called the blessedness of the Lord, that I might be called the prosperous one of the Lord. Right now, in Jesus' name, we preach this, we prophesy over your life, in Jesus' name. Have you received that this morning? Have you received that? I want you to know that, that this is your day. This is your day. Do not begrudge what God has made. Do not squander what God has given. This day, awake, be glad, and rejoice for something wonderful is about to come. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you all soon.